For me, it's 7.15 p.m. on June 30th, 2022. But for you, it's another episode of The Media Files, a podcast brought to you by RPGera.com. The Media Files is an all-purpose pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. I am your host, Kyle, and with me in my ever-evolving second chair is back again, our Star Wars correspondent in the field, probably the person that knows more about Obi-Wan Kenobi than anyone I could possibly imagine. James, welcome back to The Media Files. Hello there. We, um, We were talking just before recording about some shows that I I don't know that I'm going to get to cover on the media files, but we've had like this onslaught of sci-fi properties. Oh, it's glorious. It's so great, man. And and of course, we're going to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi today, but we were talking a lot about, we talked about Lightyear last week, and then I have been very involved with Star Trek Strange New Worlds and the Orville. And if, if anybody's listening to this show and you're a fan of... Like Star Trek The Next Generation, that, that, you know, classic 90s Star Trek that a lot of us, I think, grew up with. The Orville is about as close as I think as we're ever going to get to a show like that again. I think it's a difficult show to make in like 2022, but like you and I were talking about, it's it's it stars Seth MacFarlane, created by Seth MacFarlane, but they're in the third season on Hulu now, and it's not like funny. It's actual Star Trek, and, and just getting Star Trek, getting Star Wars, getting like Buzz Lightyear... Getting actual Star Trek and fake Star Trek, like all of these things. There's so much, so much going on. And there's still so many like, have you seen, have you seen that movie that came out this year? uh, Everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, I've not. It is on the the docket. It's on my like must watch soon list. 19 people have reached out to me and are like, have you seen this? Talk about it on your, and I haven't, (laughs) I haven't watched it yet. It's like $20 to rent right now. And I know the day, the day I pay $20 to rent it is the next day it will be $4.99. And so I'm like, or it'd be released for $20 or it'll be on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I, I'm like hesitating to pull the trigger, but everybody says that movie's amazing. We've had a good year for sci-fi, I think, and a good summer for sci-fi. It's been 2022 sci-fi summer, but today we are talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi picks up 10 years after the events of Star Wars Episode 3 Revenge of the Sith, as the Jedi are in hiding and Obi-Wan must deal with the consequences of his last battle, namely the defeat of Anakin Skywalker, as he finally completed his descent into darkness and became Darth Vader. Obi-Wan Kenobi premiered on May 27th, 2022 on Disney+. Plus and ran for six episodes. It stars Ewan McGregor returning as Obi-Wan Kenobi, Hayden Christensen under the helm of Darth Vader, and features performances from Moses Ingram, Rupert Friend, Sung Kang, Vivian Lyra Blair, Kumail Nanjiani, and others. Now, James, last time I had you on here, I believe was for the Book of Boba Fett. Yes. Is that correct? That is correct. And we spoke at the end of that episode that your favorite Star Wars characters of all time were Boba Fett, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. And we are two out of three shows done of your favorite Star Wars characters. Yep. Yeah, and I think, the... I think Obi-Wan's your favorite character of all time, or is Boba Fett? 
Um, or Ahsoka Tano. It, it kind of fluctuates. It, it definitely fluctuates between Obi-Wan and Ahsoka um, as far as, like, the Jedi go. Right. Um, yeah, this definitely bumped him right up there again. Okay. To, like... Maybe possible yeah. number one status. Yeah. And I think this has to be, like, your dream come true that the three shows that get announced on Disney Plus are Boba Fett, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Ahsoka Tano. And, yeah. And well cast, too, I, I oh, might very say. Well of course, cast. you couldn't well ask cast. for anybody better than the cast that we've got for these things. So now that we've had this show, now that you've gotten, like... I, I felt I felt this way, I feel like, back in, like, five or six years ago when Daredevil first hit Netflix. I was like, oh, my gosh, finally, like, a good representation of Daredevil. Like, yeah. not that crappy Ben Affleck movie. I was so—my favorite Marvel character, finally on screen, right? Um, now that we've watched it all, we have watched all six episodes. I think everybody that wants to have watched Obi-Wan Kenobi will have watched it by now. How do you feel about Obi-Wan Kenobi? Uh, overall, I was kind of like— is this actually a story that needs to be told? Sure. Um, they, the aspects that they bring into it, um, the mental strife that he portrays, um, his just complete and utter being defeated with his failure right. that, he, that he lives with, um, and, and his kind of redemption that they show through that made it a necessary tale. Like, if you look at the meat and potatoes of the actual story, right. irrelevant. That aspect of it means it's necessary. Yeah. Me. No, definitely. And, and I want to say, too, and I've said this before, every time we talk about something Star Wars on this show, and we're always going to talk about it because people watch Star Wars. People are always craving something Star Wars in this world. Um Every time we talk about it, I always say, you know what? I don't know that I love Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I, there are Star Wars things that I like. And, and recently I went back and I watched the original trilogy with my children. My children are super into Star Wars right now, which I love. I think that yeah. it's, it's such a good property to be into. I remember being into it when I was a kid and a teenager. And now my kids are. And watching that original trilogy again, I'm blown away. I am still blown away by watching especially those first three movies because it's just such a solid story. There's there's great twists and turns. Yeah. Action sequences, especially for the late 70s, early 80s, are so well done. And I mean, it was real then. Well, most of it. Yeah, yeah. most of it. And and it's just it's I mean, just real, a lot of fun to watch. Real as in models. Right. Yes, yes, like, yes. Yeah, they, they, they weren't using all CGI. So... You know, I, I've just had such a problem ever since then, as they've not kind of met that high standard that I've expected out of Star Wars, right? Yeah. Um, in terms of Obi-Wan Kenobi, I like the character. I've always thought that Obi-Wan was a really neat character to tell in the original trilogy. I thought that Ewan McGregor was one of the shining spots of the prequel tril trilogy, episodes yes. one through three. I think that Ewan McGregor does a killer job of playing a young Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I like Ewan McGregor a lot anyways. Yeah. Um... Now, this isn't a show that immediately caught me either. It was, like you said, the story of, uh-oh, Jedis are on the run. Now we got a young Princess Leia with us, right? And, yeah. And I, you know, um, Vivian, Vivian Lyra Blair, who plays young Leia Organa, I think is does a great job of showing kind of this young, sassy, rebellious princess who's who's being raised into the Leia that we know from the, origi the original trilogy. Yeah. Um, but again... 
it wasn't a story that I thought was overall necessary. Yeah. Right. It's not. And this is only a six episode series. It's not until episode five where I think this episode, this series really finds its feet and really says, okay, this is the story that we wanted to tell. Right. We wanted to tell a story about people who are hurt and betrayed by Darth Vader, by Anakin Skywalker. These he has he has left a a trail of misery and deceit. He is he has carved this path of of utter recklessness and it's hurt many people. Right. And, and Obi-Wan carries a lot of that on his shoulders. The third sister played by Moses Ingram. She carries a lot of grief on her shoulders. That was a character that I was not into at all again until episode five. Yeah. By the time they finally bring the third sister's character around, then I say, oh, wow. You know, I, I didn't I, I didn't expect kind of where this character's arc was going, but I'm happy that this was a neat, neat addition to the story of Darth Vader. However, up until that point, man, I really did have a hard time with episodes one through four. Yeah, I, as, as as much as I do enjoy Star Wars and like and and love it like i was i was almost done i almost just yeah. like I, okay cool i'll watch it whenever i get to it like sure yeah. I, it almost lost me and and i have to say again you know we we do see the return of ewan mcgregor as obi-wan kenobi the return of hayden christensen as darth vader and they're delivering some really, really fine performances, I think. Oh, yes. yeah. And I think that were it not for them, I I probably would have done the same. And I'll watch anything you do with McGregor in it. Yeah. Um, and he's really just really puts it all out there on the screen for this show. Definitely. So, so I enjoy the heck out of that. And it saved a lot of that kind of initial 60% of this show held, for me. 66%. Me yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I did struggle with this show a lot at first. Um, we found out too recently, I, I think it was Ewan McGregor or maybe Hayden Christensen in an interview saying that this, this story was originally planned for a movie trilogy as opposed to a television series, the six episodes that we got. How, how do you think that would have changed or do you think you would have enjoyed it more or less in its original form of a movie or even a movie trilogy? A movie trilogy? The only thing I could say is what are the other, what what were the contents of movies two and three? Because the story that they had is was solidly a movie. I, I think we could have gotten a movie out of it, yeah. yeah. And, and if we would have had one movie out of this, I think we would have had maybe a more concise, probably a better a better vision of a story anyhow. Yeah. Um, this again, six episodes, we're looking at just about six hours of screen time that we get here, maybe about five and a half overall. And if we could have cut that down to about two and a half to three, I think a lot of the things that we almost lost us in the beginning would have been trimmed, would have been trimmed or cut. Right. Um, specifically the scene where they're bunkered up in episode five. There is a there are so many strong sequences in that scene and in sequences, I think that reminded me a lot of. It's the last Jedi when Kylo Ren and Rey are speaking to each other through the force. And the way that that's directed is they are they are talking to each other and you're looking at their faces, but they're nowhere near each other. Right. Yeah. It's really beautifully done. And I'm I'll. I get in trouble for this all the time. I'm a Last Jedi apologist. I think that The Last Jedi is the best movie of the new trilogy. Everybody else thinks I'm a psychopath. Everyone's like, that's the worst movie I've ever seen. I mean, when you just look at the the, the sequel trilogy, is just completely mishandled. I, I, I really dislike all three of them for the pick, most pick part. one of them. It doesn't really matter. But I do think The Last Jedi is the most solid of those three. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's the most original. And I think that there's a lot of really good direction. I, I like Ryan Johnson as a director anyways. But... 
there there are scenes between Rey and Kylo where they're speaking through the Force. I'm reminded a lot of that in Episode 5 of Obi-Wan Kenobi when Obi-Wan and the third sister are having these very serious dialogue moments and you see a lot of shifts of tone yeah. and a lot of shifts of emotion between those two characters. Yeah. And that as as the series changes at that point, that's when I'm pulled in. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, I said and I started texting people, I, I think this might be the best episode of a Disney Plus Star Wars series that we've seen so far, including Boba Fett and any Mandalorian episodes, I think that that might be the best episode I've watched so far. Live action, I would agree with you. Um, yeah, and I and I will say that I'm not versed in Clone Wars. Yeah, there were there were some Rebels. episodes in Clone Wars, especially the seventh season that Disney Plus did that uh, definitely were very eloquent in their storytelling and right. they were very emotional in their draws and. I, I do feel like this is a comparable episode to those. Right. Th- this or is where the end of the series is comparable to it. I think that this is where I become more of a Star Trek fan than a Star Wars fan too, is because I want these stories that use the setting and stories that a sci-fi, a far, a far distant intergalactic sci-fi story could tell, but still brings in human emotions. How are humans reacting in certain situations? Right. That's what episode five does for me, right? That's what, and there are a couple of Mandalorian episodes that I think get kind of nail that really, really good too, uh, largely on the shoulders of Pedro Pascal's fantastic performance as the Mandalorian. Um, But man, did we have some, and and some really good scenes in in episode six too. I don't want to discount that. I thought that episode six was good, maybe not great, Um, but we also... I do have to bring this I think up. A lot, I think a lot of the memes that came out of episode six are even better than... Yeah, there, there are some good memes that come out of it, for sure. I want to say, too, we get some better lightsaber fighting in the last couple episodes of this show. Well, and, and one early on in the show, too, than I think we have seen in a long time from Star Wars. I, again, discounting the Clone Wars, it is animated, but they do still have to have that choreography done. Sure, um, it's still choreography, even though it's drawn, right? I think, yeah, I, th- I think the uh, the first lightsaber battle that we get between Vader and Kenobi is a great throwback to the original Star Wars. Where it's just like they they both seem a little bit clunky, a little bit out of it. There's a lot of hesitation. A yeah. little bit just like do well, you guys actually know how to use a lightsaber? And not and not just to the original trilogy, but to the finale of episode three, Revenge of the Sith. I think there's a lot well, of catharsis that, going that's on. That's where I think towards the end there. Yeah. I, I think towards the end the lightsaber battle we get in you know episode six is more a throwback to the lightsaber battle of them on Mustafar. Right. Just going all out yeah all of their skill is on the line and it's beautiful is there is there a do you have a favorite lightsaber battle in the star wars universe because because as i as you think about this i want to say that i don't know that i can think of a better one off the top of my head uh than darth vader versus the third sister i mean that is a brilliantly choreographed scene and an absolutely fantastic lightsaber battle that one i i I i did like it I do lean heavily on the emotion that Ewan McGregor brought to episode three. Sure. And just... Revenge of the Sith, yeah. not Obi-Wan. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Revenge, Revenge of the Sith has... Um, the emotion that he ties into the end of that lightsaber battle, oh. just... The entire thing is just 
beautifully it's a, handled. It, well, yeah, it's a it's a phenomenal scene, and yeah. of course, you could talk about uh, Dooku and Yoda in Episode Two, um, the Darth Maul fight in Episode One. I mean, these are legendary fight scenes. I think that the Episode Five scene between Third Sister and Darth Vader, I think that goes really high on the list for me. Oh, it definitely does. It goes really definitely does really far up there. I would say it's either three or four for me. Yeah. It's a, it's a great scene. I, you know, there is, a, I think there is a good story being told here. I think it took too long to get to that story. Yeah. yeah. But, but overall, I think that they, you know, it was a lot of means to a really good end. And I don't know that all of those means were necessary right. along the way. Right. Um, but I'm not upset that I watched Obi-Wan Kenobi because I do think that the payoff was really, really good. Yeah. I am still kind of, I think, miffed a little bit that we're still getting Skywalker stories after all this time. I hope this is it. I yeah. honestly hope this is the end of it. And even, you know, and The Mandalorian, very good show, almost entirely separate from oh, yeah. Skywalker yeah. until it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> until there's a weird tie-in. That until, like, there's, uh, until there's tie-ins okay. with Skywalkers, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, do you not want any more Skywalker storytelling? Do you want a do you want like a teenage Luke on Tatooine story or a uh, no. do you want the story of Luke post the original trilogy pre uh, the Force Awakens where he finds Grogu? Yeah, I mean, do you want that story told? I mean, I think I, we're going to get it whether you I want feel, it or not. I feel like that one is a better story to tell than yeah. teenage Luke on Tatooine. I sure. Mean, we both live in Las Vegas, and uh, it's a desert. It, this is Tatooine, right? Yeah, pretty much. You know what? I I thought about that during Obi Wan Kenobi. The planet they land on, where they're kind of waiting for the rendezvous point. Yeah. I was like, this is Fresno. This <laughs> they shot this in Barstow. This yeah. looks exactly oh, 100%. 100%. like Bakersfield, California. <laughs> they went right behind the right behind the mountain of the train stop in Barstow. That's what it looked like to me. Pretty much Chino. Let's go. <laughs> it's Chino. Um, but it, I mean, that was funny to watch. But I mean, I do think we get the story of Skywalker and Grogu. I think that's inevitable yeah. coming up in the in the next. I feel season like that's of Mandalorian. kind of tied into the, that those shows, right? Um, I'm excited. I did just read something about uh, Taika Waititi's movie and him not knowing his story yet. He's still trying to figure out the story, right? Which he says he wants to keep it away from Skywalker because he wants it to be a, as big of a story as he can make it. And I'm like, yes, give, take your time, do it. Yeah, <laughs> whatever you want, <laughs> like, right? Please. Like I and I think that that's a great example of like what I feel like a lot of Star Wars fans want. They want something fresh and large and expansive, and not something that has to be tied into and fit sure. into a story that's been told. Right. I I think I would enjoy that more. Also, I think getting new characters, a new setting, a new age. I mean, honestly, right? they they could do with. You know, they 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 dropped uh, third sister. You know, leaving the Inquisitors. Um, they dropped hints at Quinlan Voss. Like there are stories right. that they can tell during this era that doesn't need to tie into uh, like mainly. Like to it, the it, it, it can be like right. a parallel. Sure. You know, and I and the Star Wars extended media, I guess, is is so broad in its time scale too that I I really feel you could go back two thousand years. 
and tell a really good story about the Jedi 2,000 yeah, years ago. Yeah, Yoda was a Jedi master still. Right. How old Presumably, is right? 900-something? No, ca- canon. In the uh, the High Republic, they've mentioned that Jedi Master Yoda. And okay. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, so he's pretty old. Yeah, pretty so old. How, old, how long do we get Grogu then? <laughs> you know, you, men- you mentioned Taika Waititi. I, I can't help but feel like he's he is now what Lin-Manuel Miranda was like three years ago when you couldn't escape him. Yeah. I, he is an, he's everywhere. He's Taika Waititi is everywhere. You said he's doing a Star Wars movie, right? Yeah. He was just in Lightyear, which we reviewed last week, and he's directing Thor Love and Thunder, which we'll be reviewing in a few weeks. I mean, phenomenal movie. Looks like it's going to be a phenomenal movie. Yeah. And if that's the case, let's let's just keep going. We've got to keep going with this guy. I think I've liked everything he's made, too. Have you watched a lot of his stuff? Have you watched Jojo Rabbit? Yeah, I love Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit's fantastic. Like, just, yeah, it's, it's just a great movie. It's like, funny. It's weird. Yeah. It's sad. It's got everything. Yeah, it's, you know? it's the entire gamut of human emotion. Let's, have let's you go. seen Have you seen The Hunt for the Wilder People? I have not. That's a good one. Okay. You should watch. That's one of his earlier movies. Um, absolutely fantastic. Hunt for the Wilder People. I think it's on Netflix. I've watched it a few times because I liked it so much. I'll probably find it and figure out how to watch it. So. Yep. Everything we talk about on the Media Files, we do give a very stupid, utterly arbitrary rating to. James, how do you arbitrarily rate Obi-Wan Kenobi? Uh, so Obi-Wan Kenobi, I will arbitrarily rate as 495 feet of the high ground. Okay. okay. 495 feet of the high ground. Why 495? It's parallel to an actual rating. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I I give this... Um, uh, I give this the dim side. It's not the dark side. It's not as bad as the dark side, but it's definitely not quite where I wanted it to. It's not the light side either, you know? This is the dim side. I think, it, and you know, they, they always get so close with me, I think. They did the same thing we, when we talked about Boba Fett, right? They yeah. they wasted way too much time on early episodes telling a story that I don't think needed to be told with characters that I feel like didn't weren't great until the very end. I feel like that's sadly just something that Disney does. Oh, I wish they would stop. Yeah, I wish they would just storyboard I, just a little bit. Yeah, storyboard like, for us. Before you do it. There's, see... The Marvel shows, and we're going to talk next week, we're talking Miss Marvel. Um, I think Miss Marvel has been really good so far. I thought that Loki was good all the way through. Oh, Loki was great. Yeah. I, I thought Hawkeye was good all the way through. I, I think that Marvel has a pretty decent hold on the Disney Plus shows so far. Yeah. I'd say um, agree. I think that She-Hulk looks awful. I'll watch <laughs> I, it. I would agree with that. I'm going to watch it, but it looks awful. We'll see how it turns. I mean, out. until until we stop watching. Oh, it, she just looks keep, terrible. Yeah. She looks like a she looks like Shrek. I mean, it could be a Sonic thing. Oh, they go back and yeah, take her teeth out. There's or like ah, if it's pre-production. <laughs> who cares? And we'll I like finish the, it up in post I like the actress too. The whole cast yeah. of that show is going to be so good. Yeah. I just wish that she didn't look so. I'm sure I'm she sure doesn't look strong. She doesn't look like Hulk. She's yeah. very thin. It's... When she, I want She Hulk to be like massive, like let's like a Hulk. Let's take some pride in the female form. That's what I'm saying. That runs a whole gamut. Let's go. That's what I mean. And she's and she's. Let's do a throwback. Oh with a gosh, female female bodybuilder. Just give her, that's <laughs> dude. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> do you remember how jacked Gina Carano looked in Mandalorian? Yeah. She was so swole. I was yeah. like, man, she's and but they like fired her. I guess Disney doesn't like Gina Carano anymore. Isn't that right? Didn't something happen to her? Yeah, she had. She was tweeting, Eric, get off Twitter. Just, if yeah, you're just still on Twitter, Twitter. before stop. you lose your job, get off Twitter. 
But that's all the time we've got. We want to thank you for sticking around to the end of this episode of The Media Files. Thank you again, James, for being here this week. It's been a pleasure. The Media Files is provided by RPGera.com. Technical assistance is provided by Brian. And the producers are Jacksack and Zanku. I'm on Instagram at Brewstuff. That's B- at B-R-U-C-E-T-O-P-H or at the RPG Era Discord with the link in the show description. Reach out to us with what you're looking forward to. And until next time, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later.